It's time for the latest in news and sports with Jimmy Talk Sports. Let's go, let's go. Welcome back to Jimmy Talk Sports. Here we are, here we are. Another round, another fun week. Man, welcome back. If you guys ain't already following us, make sure you uh, go ahead and click that subscribe button, click that follow button. Uh, you know, Spitfire Save the Matches Radio. We we out here. Jimmy Talk Sports. Let's go. And I'm going in the background because I'm just an engineer. <laughs> you the man, though. You the man. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, you know, I, I said this last week. I said I was hoping I get to announce this news, and I'm so happy that I get to announce it. Um, Peyton Hillis is on that continuous road to recovery. He is breathing on his own. Uh, he is no longer on the ventilator. The man is a strong man, and I am proud to say that he is back, and I am so happy uh, that he is almost fully recovered, and I am uh, I'm very happy that I get to announce that news. Like I said, uh, I was hoping I got to announce it, and here it is. A uh, quick, couple quick things for Buckeye Nation. Um, C.J. Stroud did announce today that he is declaring for the NFL draft, so good luck to him. Um, nothing but great out of him and i hope to see his greatness you know explode in the nfl like justin fields did this year so uh we'll see what team he lands on and uh see how he develops um also our our safety ransom decided he wanted to run it back one more year let's go one more year for ransom tommy eichenberg said he's back so let's go kate silver said he's back let's go Buckeye Nation, uh, you know, we're reloading, but we're also uh, bringing back some key veterans that we need. Uh, I think that would do us great in the national championship run. Um, man, it was a it was a crazy weekend in sports, and we're going to start with women's basketball. Uh, I've been preaching it nonstop. I hope you guys have listened. I hope you guys actually went and watched um, some women's some women's sports man it's uh it's crazy out there um start with stanford stanford one of those good solid squads um and man they get taken care of uh by usc usc ended a big long streak of uh, in-conference wins for uh stanford and that's incredible it was incredible to see Stanford go down against USC. USC fought hard too. USC has a uh, has a great score. Uh, she's dominant. She takes games over, and it uh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, if you guys don't know her, you're gonna know her. She's gonna be famous. Her name is Kayla Williams. She's a junior, and man, did she go crazy against uh, Stanford, man. And it wasn't just like point wise; it was more or less uh, defensively. She 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 put she put Stanford on the heels, and it was it was beautiful to watch. Um, now her teammate that did go off was Destiny Littleton. Again, if you don't know, you do now. Um, she is she is fantastic. Uh, I want to say she's averaging about close to, uh, I think, about 11 points a game, four rebounds, five assists. So she's doing her thing. <laughs> we'll see you tonight. Uh, uh, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible to see the you know the number two team in the nation go down against USC, but USC showed that they ain't no joke. Um, South Carolina extended a very very cool stat to me. They extended a 35-game in-conference record against Missouri this past weekend. Uh, they are now 18-0, 6-0 in the conference, uh, which is which is awesome to say. Stanford still, uh, I'm sorry, South Carolina still number one. Stanford uh, is going to drop from number two. Lady Buckeyes again. I watched them. Rebecca went off for the Lady Buckeyes. This girl was hitting threes left and right like it was like it was contagious. Um. Lady Buckeyes beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers 76-67. Uh, again, the score may seem close, but 
Lady Buckeyes took care of business, and it was it was a beautiful thing. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, watch women's college basketball. Watch women's basketball in general, but obviously WNBA isn't on right now. But women's college basketball is some of the most exciting in sports right now. And if you guys don't believe me, the, the stats and everything else speak for itself. Uh, super competitive, keeps you in the game the whole time. Um, it's not like typical, like uh, like men's basketball where there's two halves they actually play four quarters which i love a lot more i know it's the same thing but i, I love it a lot more um so if you haven't tuned in tune in tune in um but i'm gonna get what y'all want i'm gonna go to the nfl uh and man they don't call it the playoffs for <laughs> for no reason um wow Playoff weekend, super wild card weekend, you know, and the name speaks for itself. I mean, where where do I get started? Um, I mean, I guess we can start with the San Francisco Seattle game. The game was close. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that close to start. I thought the 49ers were just going to wipe the field with them. I didn't think, I didn't think at all that Seattle had a chance and. Seattle showed a lot of heart. They showed a lot of dedication. Uh, I'm going to say shout out to Geno Smith. Uh, Not only did he come into a system that was shook up by trade, he came into a system that did not believe in him. He came into a system that, uh, you know, that that they didn't know what was going on. Not only did he lead them to a winning record, not only did he beat Russell Wilson's single season passing record, he took the Seattle Seahawks to the playoffs. And regardless of losing in the first round to a phenomenal rookie in Brock Purdy, uh, but shout out to the you know the Seattle Seahawks. Making the playoffs in the NFL is not easy. It is not. And for for him to come into the season the way he did and to just game in and game out, uh, put his heart, dedication, everything on the line, it was it was beautiful. And I'm proud of him. And I'm proud to say that I got to see it. Um, again, though, congratulations to the Seahawks on a, you know, a successful season, but obviously not the end that they wanted. Uh, always next year, they'll have a good rebuild, they'll have a good draft, and they'll have a good uh, they'll have a good free agency, I believe. Uh, Seattle's a good market to go play in, especially defensively. Uh, shout out to San Francisco for, um, for showing up, showing out. Christian McCaffrey bought out. Brock Purity bought out. Debo Samuel bought out. I mean, the entire team from start to finish, offense to defense, the special teams, they all bought out. It was it's a beautiful thing. San Francisco went on to win the game 41 to 23. Um, again, man, the rookie sensation, Brock Purity. Nobody saw this coming. Third string quarterback technically on the depth chart this year. Nobody saw this coming at all. And I'm I'm just as shocked. I'm just as surprised, but I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to witness this or witnessing something that hasn't been done in a long time by a third-string quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so keep your eyes on the San Francisco 49ers. You could be looking at the NFC champions and possibly going to the Super Bowl. But don't mark my words yet. Don't mark my words yet. Uh, um, a game that shocked me, and I don't mean it because of the score. I just mean that I was just shocked in general. The New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. As we may know, the Minnesota Vikings um, destroyed it this year. A phenomenal record. Great offensive talent. Defense showed up this year. Uh, Didn't show up to a few of the games. Offense didn't show up to a few of the games this year, but they never stopped. They always kept going. They never let the losses define them. Um, But shout out to the New York football Giants. Daniel Jones bought out. Passed for over 300 yards. Man was on a mission. Um, and again, I'm going to say congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings for making the playoffs. Uh, securing the number three seed. Uh, obviously, again, I know it's not the ending that you wanted, but you can't be mad at making the playoffs again in the NFL. It's, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, you guys have Justin Jefferson, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, I think it's time we look at a new quarterback. Kirk Cousins ain't the answer. He's a franchise quarterback, but he's not the guy. Uh, so I think 
I think Minnesota needs to take a dive in the quarterback system and look what's out there and look what's going to be out there. Look what's coming out in the draft and see what they can do because Kirk Cousins may have had a good year, but he wasn't great. Um, and this is my opinion. You know, some people might say, you know, this is the one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. My opinion, no. Uh, but shout out to the Giants for doing their thing. Going on to the next round. Ooh, that's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to the Giants, man. Daniel Jones. Proud of him. Uh, he's gotten a lot of hate and a lot of speculation through the years. They finally have a head coach that put the team together. Rookie head coach with that this year. Uh, congratulations to that system and getting it together and get it right. You know, they were the underdog. So we'll see what they do next week. See if they got it in them. We're going to the AFC. And when I tell you the AFC playoffs were crazy, the first three games, they were crazy. Uh, to start with the Buffalo game, again, this is the same thing how I about the how, how I felt about the 49ers game. I thought Buffalo was coming in, destroying Minnesota, destroying Miami and walking out. Because one, they had a third string quarterback starting. Uh for two, you know, Buffalo was you know they they were headstrong on keeping you know that momentum from Demar Hamlin situation and Demar Hamlin was there if nobody knew. Um, it was it was it was beautiful um, to see him get to you know be there for his teammates and to see him you know celebrate with his teammates. That's that's an awesome thing. If and if you guys don't know that situation, you guys can uh, DM me and I can fill you in on it. Or you can always go to Twitter and find out. Or YouTube. Um, but shout out to him for being able to get to be there to celebrate that playoff victory. And it's a close one. Buffalo played sloppy. They did not play great. Miami's defense came out of nowhere. Uh, me and my brother talked about if Miami had two of playing, Miami would have won. Miami would have took out the Buffalo Bills. Not saying that. You know, anything against Buffalo, but 34 to 31 against a third string quarterback and against a team that was pretty banged up. I, I get not every game can be perfect, not every game can be spectacular, but just saying. Um, but congratulations to the Buffalo Bills on moving into the next round. Congratulations to Miami for making the playoffs. Again, I know you're going to hear me say it. It's not the ending you wanted, but congratulations. Um, Cincinnati and Baltimore. What an AFC North game. What an AFC North clash. Um, this one was feisty from the start to the end. These two teams were going at each other's throats like it was nothing. Um, Cincinnati jumped out to an early 9-0 lead off of Evan McPherson missed extra point. But that doesn't stop Baltimore battling back to take a 10-9 lead at halftime. End up going, uh, end up being 17 17 at uh, going into the third quarter. Uh, Baltimore was on a great drive, sustaining it. Looked like they were going to take the lead off of a got to the goal line and a crazy jump dive. And Logan Wilson knocked the ball out of Tyron Hundley's hands. And Sam Hubbard took it 98 yards to the house to flip the momentum and to have the Cincinnati Bengals take a 24 to 17 lead and they held that on to the very end. Uh, again, not every game is going to be perfect. I said about the Buffalo Bills, said about, you know, the other teams. Um, but congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals on moving on, moving forward, though they will play the Bills next week and Buffalo. So we'll see how that goes. Shout out to, uh, you know, an Ohio team continuously moving forward. And congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens on making the playoffs, sustaining, even with your second-string quarterback. And uh, you guys played a, he a heck of a game. It was incredible. Um, I, I think if Lamar Jackson would have played, I think the game probably honestly would have been even closer. Uh, but, you know, no excuses. You go into the game always as next man up. And Baltimore did that, and they, they played their tails off, you know. Shout out to, you know, Baltimore. And it was a great game. It was crazy. It's a crazy game. I watched the entire game from beginning to end. And was I on the edge of my seat the entire time? 
Um, now there's a there's a game I'm about to talk about. Never in my life, I'm 29 years old. I've been watching football probably for about 25 years. I have never seen a team. Go Bucks is right. I have never seen a team be up 27 to nothing. 27 nothing. A quarterback throw four interceptions and they lose the game. The Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 31 to 30 in one of the craziest playoff games I have ever seen. Granted, of course, we all know this isn't the biggest deficit overcame, but it's right there. 27-point deficit overcame by Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has shown his poise and has shown who he can be in the NFL. And a fun little stat for you, Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturdays. That dates all the way back to high school. And that's crazy to say. <laughs> that's crazy to follow. Man, I just... I can't believe it. Now, Jacksonville will go on next week to play the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. So that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, Kansas City cannot play down to the quality of their opponent because obviously the, their opponent's pretty pretty darn tough. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Next week, divisional round. Now, with that being said, next week, you got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New York Giants. A great divisional game, and it's the divisional round. That's going to be Saturday at 8.15 on Fox. Um, that's as of right now, obviously. Uh, San Francisco will host either whoever wins tonight out of the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Um, I don't know who's going to win this game. I think it's a toss-up, honestly. The way the Cowboys have played the last six weeks of the season and the way Tampa Bay's played, they have not played great. Just because you have Tom Brady does not mean anything this year. Um, so we'll see. But whoever goes on to win, like I said, San Francisco will play host 630 next Sunday on Fox. As I told you before, Jacksonville is taking on Kansas City at Kansas City, 430 on NBC. Cincinnati will play Buffalo Sunday at 3 o'clock on CBS. Stay tuned for that. That's All these games are going to be great. Um, the competition this year and is just mind mind boggling it's crazy um sometimes i stumble to get words out to describe how this is going um for all you guys that don't know right now dallas is playing against tampa bay right now so if you're a dallas fan or if you're a tampa fan you better turn your tv on uh i'll give you my official prediction i think this is brady's last game I think Dallas goes on to beat Tampa Bay by six. And Tom Brady retires after tonight. Mark my words. We'll see. I'm going to change things. We're going to go over to the NBA. Ah, Richard, I don't doubt that at all. And that's probably one of the that's probably one of the smartest moves they can make with the Super Bowl being down there. And I would definitely rent out I would definitely rent out my house too if I if I could. Um that's that'd be crazy money. AK for five day. Man, that's that's cake. I wish I was that smart sometimes, man. Which I I wish I lived there sometimes, you know. Uh, that's crazy though. I mean, I mean that that I you know maybe like if I bought like an Airbnb you know and had that I'd probably rent that out that way. You can get your money back on Airbnb plus interest, you know. So that's that's crazy, but hey, that's that's smart. AK, uh, but I'm gonna flip script real quick. I'm gonna go over to the NBA. Um, got a lot of controversy happening in the NBA, and it's right now, and it's it's um, it's spir- spiraling around the Lakers. Um, 
the last night the Lakers lost a one-point game to the Philadelphia 76ers. Russell Westbrook was driving down the court with about 13 seconds left. Was driving, 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 driving. Time ticking away. Uh, he ended up driving into the hoop. I think I want to say it was against Joel Embiid. And it was obvious his arm got hit and dragged down. And that's why he fell on the floor. And it was no call. The referees just let it play. Now, I know I talk crap about officiating. And I say how awful it is and how they make petty calls. But it's also worse when they don't make the right call. And the right call last night was a foul. That should have sent Russell Westbrook to the line for two. And either would have put the game into overtime or it could have been the same result. They lost or they could have won. Um, I don't know what's going on with officiating this year and basketball in general. That stems from college to professional. Um, but there is a lot of bad officiating. A lot of ticky-tack calls. A lot of horrible officiating. A lot of bad calls. Not the right calls. And I know I'm no expert. However, I played basketball a majority of my life. And there's a time when you just let the boys play basketball. You just let them play. Um, and then there's a time where you call the right call. You make the game even. You make the game right. And the re the refs just they they have not been doing that this year and it's it's been sad. It's been sad to see officiating so bad. Ed, what was the best NBA draft class? That's a hard question. Ed. Um not saying it because there's several and there, there is several great draft classes that have draft sensational players and Hall of Famers. Um, I mean, we can take you back to the 2003 draft. That's LeBron's draft class. LeBron, Wade, Melo, Bosch. All future Hall of Famers. All of them. Every single one of them. Um... Melo may not have a ring, but man, the boy played a heck of a career, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, we can keep going back. Um, there's, and it's funny that there's been some loaded draft classes, and I don't know how to say this politically correct. I guess. Um. But, I mean, when you go back to all these draft classes, you got to think, yeah, there's great players in these draft classes. You gotta, you just got you just got to think about it. And you can go back to the 80s. You can go back to 84 when Jordan was drafted. There was 11 players in that draft that are all either future Hall of Famers or that are in the Hall of Fame right now. Um, you can go to 85. Nine of the top 11 or even nine of the top ten, or even just, yeah, nine of the top ten um, were great in our Hall of Famers. And then you go to Kobe's draft class, 96. I was three years old. <laughs> hmm. um, but Kobe's draft class, there was ten out of the top ten. There was ten players drafted. So you got you got to think. About every draft class, you got to think of what players were in what class. You got to, and there's all these other calculations of, um, of like, okay, there's a few players here, there's a few players there, but does does that really make them a good draft class? Is it really not? You know, you got you got to think what what has the NBA done? Was the NBA become over these years when you talk about these draft classes? Um. I mean, what else? I, I can give you one more. Let's think about it. Um, what year was Dirk? 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 When was he drafted? Is it 98? 99? 98? 
98. I want to say it's 98. Don't quote me. I want to say it's 98, though. The 98 draft class. Great draft class. Hall of Famers. You want to know another Hall of Famer in that draft class? There's a person that did last week the best dunker of all time. Vince Carter. Rashad Lewis. Paul Pierce. Mike Bibby. All great players. And I can't tell you the best NBA draft class of all time because it's hard. Because every draft class I've just told you has Hall of Famers in it. Every single one. Hmm. Um, and a few of them may, you know, may God rest their soul. They're looking down, you know, on us. Um, but for you to really think about a great draft class, you got to think about the amount of players that were drafted in it. You got to think about, um, you know, what all was happening in that draft class, what all was happening that year in NBA. So, um, I'll tell you th so those, those are your top draft classes. Um, that's, you know, like I said, spans from 84 to 2003. Bibby was a beast. Bibby was one of the best point guards of all time. Um, scoring, shooting, passing defensively. Defensively, he was one of the best. He he would lock people up. And I mean up. Um, I, I You know, I'm happy I've got to witness a lot of these careers. I got to grow up mentoring a lot of, you know, these players mentoring uh, me um, into loving basketball. You know, and I tell everybody growing up, I grew up at the tail end of Michael Jordan's career, so I didn't get to witness that greatness. However, I, I watched classics. I watched everything from here to there. Um, I did get to watch Kobe's career. I did get to watch Shaquille O'Neal's career. Shaquille O'Neal was one of my favorite players of all time because he was hilarious. Um, okay, have a good night. Oh, okay. Twitter. Here. Um, we got a Twitter here. Let's see. Twitter checking in. On? The Twitter check in here. Do you consider Anthony Davis a superstar player? Oh. Yes and no. Yes, when he's healthy. When Anthony Davis is healthy and can play stretch of games and night in and night out, yes, he is one of the best big man to step on the court. No, because he doesn't know how to stay healthy. Again, he is out. He's out until February. At the earliest. From things I've been reading. And that's, if you really think about it, that's pretty much the All-Star break. So don't look for Anthony Davis until after the All-Star break. Anthony Davis is one of those players that he's going to have an asterisk really next to his name. Uh, granted, he's an NBA champion. And, you know, you can't discredit NBA champion. He, you know, he's a multi-time all-star. Um, but AD needs to stay consistently healthy. And I know it's hard for big men to stay healthy. I, I get it. I know it's hard. Your knees, your hips, it's, it's hard. However, you're a big man for a reason. You're to be in the gym for a reason. You know, work on your body in the offseason. I mean, look at LeBron. He's had a 20-year career. Granted, he did have a, a couple injuries throughout his career, you know, that kept him out multiple games, but he hasn't missed substantial time like Anthony Davis. Um, so, with that being said, yes and no for AD. It's going to be a yes and no. I wish I could say it. It was a definite yes, but... He just hasn't shown it, and it sucks. I mean, I love the guy. Um, love him to death. You know, I, I vouch for him 9 times out of 10 all the time. <laughs> uh, ah, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate you. Um, but yeah, as I was saying about the Lakers, man. Of the NBA in general. Um, bad officiating. Through and through. Bad officiating. Um, I hope they get their stuff together. 
I hope, um, I don't know. I just hope for the best for these officials. I mean, it's, it has not been the best officiating that I have seen. So, but we'll see, you know, maybe they're, they're trying to get in the mid form like these players are. Um, Boston Celtics are still your number one team. I think they're still the, one of the teams that control the East. Um, the team is young. It's thriving. I, I love everything the Celtics represent. As far as a basketball team, they have one of the best front and back courts in the NBA this year. Uh, and the stats don't lie. Um, you know, your, your, your top teams this year are just, you know, you're incredible. Um, and again, it's been it's been spicing up. The Seattle SuperSonics to come back, in my mm. opinion, I love the Seattle SuperSonics. That team was iconic. I want teams back in the NBA. If we can bring all these Los Angeles teams back and all these teams out in LA, I want Seattle SuperSonics back. And a lot of people, I think, would agree with me. Um, um, I don't, there's not a, like like a whole city out there that I don't think that doesn't deserve an NBA team. I mean, if you have the talent there and you have the fandom there, then by all means, build an NBA stadium and you know put a franchise together. But I know it takes a lot to get into the NBA as far as development and contracts and everything that goes into to try to be in the NBA as far as like a franchise. Um, but yeah. Boston Celtics are your number one in the East. Submerging. No. Columbus does not need an NBA team. Um, um, no, that's like when Columbus, when they tried to have the Arena Football League here, it was okay for a couple years, but it didn't pan out. Um, I think it would be the same thing for the NBA. It'd be good for a couple years, but wouldn't pan out. Um, we have enough. I mean, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is great, and they're they're doing great. Um, <laughs> um but no, I I don't think. I don't think an NBA team would be great for Columbus. That's I don't think that's Columbus doesn't need that exposure. Columbus already has the exposure with everything else that happens here. Um, so no, I think I think Seattle, Seattle SuperSonics need to come back. LeBron invest, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um, Denver Nuggets have emerged themselves out of the West. They have taken over the number one spot in the West and. Boy, their team looks strong, but man, the Memphis Grizzlies! They're on a 10-game winning streak! John Morant! I've been telling you! I've been telling you! The Memphis Grizzlies! They are right there on the heels to be the number one team out there. And man, do they look scary! John Morant's dunking on everybody. <laughs> if, if I'm an opponent, I don't get under the rim when John Morant's coming because. Ooh, wee. I ain't going to be on no poster. I don't care how much I get paid. Nope, you ain't making me in a meme. <laughs> um, the Brooklyn Nets are still up there, but they're starting to lose a little. So we'll keep an eye on them. Oh, uh, Milwaukee's trying to make their comeback. I told you, you can't hold Giannis down for long. Cleveland's still up there. Like I said, that would still continuously happen. They're still trying to regain their momentum after a not-so-good road trip. Uh, but they came back. They won today. Uh, I want to say they won against the Pelicans. They beat the Pelicans today. 113-103. Uh, to 103. Yeah. So, go Cavs. Uh, but you can't shorthand the Pelicans. Can't shorthand them. That team is just as young, just as feisty. Um, a couple of teams we are going to talk about, and I don't know what's happening, but they need to get it together. First and foremost is the San Antonio Spurs. 
I don't know when the last time we talked about the San Antonio Spurs being awful and not having a great year. But they're 13 and 31. Never have I... Never have I seen a Greg Popovich team be so bad. Um, And I don't know if it's, you know, injuries, poor coaching, you know, just not the momentum. Uh, But I've just, I've never seen it. At least not this bad. Another team I want to talk about is the freaking Houston Rockets. They're 10 and 33, and they're on a 10 game losing streak right now. Damn. Yeah. And they have good young talent, and it produces some games, but other games. Their point differential right now is only negative eight. Isn't the worst in the NBA, but not the greatest. And obviously, that doesn't win games when you're negative. Is it because it's such a young team? You know, and it, I think I think it could be, and I think it's the inexperience. Um, I mean, there is speculation and rumor going around that James Harden's coming back to Houston. But I mean, if I'm James Harden, I'm making the money I'm making. I'm not coming back to this roster. <laughs> you can't. I mean, it's it's sad. I mean, but Kevin Porter Jr., you can't discredit him. He's a great player. Um, Jalen Green's a great player. I mean, it's it's just loaded with young, raw talent. And honestly, I don't know if it's the players more than it is the coaching. Um, I mean, even like Kevin Porter, he's out tonight against the Lakers. And they're on a 10-game losing streak, so... You know, the Lakers might get an easy win tonight. You know, I can't really say that. You can't, like I said, you can't go down to the quality of your opponent. But by all means, the Lakers are the greatest. Yeah, James is getting up there. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of good of his career was in Houston. Um, he showed a lot of his skill in Houston. He played a lot of his life in Houston. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know James Harden goes back to Houston to finish his career. Honestly. Um, excuse me. And the Lakers are just they're they're a couple players away, and um, they're a couple players away from being a great team. I have heard rumor and seen speculation about certain players um wanting to come to LA. I heard that Zach Levine is involved, uh, his agent, and trying to get him out to the Los Angeles Lakers, which would be huge. With AD being out, bringing in Zach Levine would be great. And then I've heard Fred Van Vliet's name, um, Fred Van Vliet's name thrown around to the Lakers. So if the Lakers can synchronize trades and not give up too much to bring those two players in, those are star players, look out for a big change. And I, I think you'll see a more versatile Laker team if they can pull that off before the All-Star break. Because the deadline's approaching slowly. Slowly, honestly, quickly, because this, this month is flying by. <laughs> um, February is the trade deadline, so. You're right. 33 is not a young age, but it's not really that old anymore in the NBA. Uh, look at Steph Curry. Look at Kevin Durant. Look at LeBron James. They're all up there. LeBron's 38, 39. 38. He's 38. And he's averaging over 30 points a game. So it's not really about the age. It's about how you take care of your body and the consistency. Um, James Harden over the years, you can tell, has not taken care of his body. There's been a couple times where he's been massively overweight, and it's shown. Um, but it's all a mental – it's a mental and physical game, you know. So you, your body can only take so much, and your mentality can only take so much. Uh, that's why you just see players randomly retire out of nowhere. And that includes us, all sports, all spectrums. You know, one year they love the game. It's the best thing that's happened to them. The next year they, they don't love it anymore. Mentally they're done. Physically they're done. Um, and you got you, you to gotta, you gotta really think. And a lot of people don't take it serious. I am a huge advocate on mental health. 
I go through bad mental health days myself. There's days where I don't want to talk to anybody. I block people out and, you know, you, you shouldn't do that. Uh, but I do it sometimes. And I try not to do it as much as I used to, which I don't. Um, I reach out to everybody on social media where I see they're having bad days or it's just not their day. And I tell them my DMs are always open. And that goes right here, right now. If you're having a bad mental health day, if your day's not going your way or, you know, whatever the case may be, my DM is always open on everything. And I'll give you that at the end of the show. Um, mental health is priority. And that's, that's just where it's at. And you'll have your good days and you'll have your bad days. You just got to always remember whatever storm is happening right now, you're going to get through the other side, a better person, a stronger person, a wiser person. I promise you that. That yes, there, there is a lot of players. And I, and I mean, in all sports spectrums, um, yeah, and for me, and I know, and I know you do. Um, there's a lot of players in all spectrums of sports that are dealing with anxiety, depression, PTSD, and it's awful. And it's not just, you know, players. It's it's regular people too. Um, for a lot of you that don't know me, I work in the medical field. I see this stuff on an everyday basis. I can see it when you walk through my door on how your day is going, regardless if you're sick, there for a drug test, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Again, mental health is huge. If you guys ever need somebody to talk to, you got me. There's also several numbers out there, several things online where you can reach out to. And don't hesitate to reach out to your doctor. Um, don't hesitate to reach out to your nurse hotline. That's what they're there for. What we're all here for don't don't hesitate to reach out to family that you're close with even even family you're not close with because it might bring you close together um reach out because i'd rather hear about your story than hear about your story i'd rather you we could talk for five hours and if that helps make your day better and helps you make you a better person then by all means let's talk because i don't want to hear your story on a different platform um so yeah mental health is it's crazy um you can see it honestly on these some of these older players face yeah um i've seen it on a few of these nfl players nba players soccer even professional soccer players I, you can you can see it in their eyes when it, they're like halfway through the game or like the game's really not going their way but you know the team might still be winning you can see it in their eyes that they are just mentally checked out. And it's 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 awful to see. Um that's why I'm always so huge when you guys saw me last, you know, a few weeks whenever um Tua Tailoa went through his health issues with his concussions and everything. And I take it very serious. I mean, it's your career, but it's also your livelihood. What are you gonna do after football? You got you gotta think about what are you gonna do after these sports? You know, you want to live your best life after these sports, but oh, oh, 100% concussions kill you, kill your men mentally. They kill you mentally. CTE is huge. I mean, yeah, the NFL is huge on physical, but all right, look at it this way. Andrew Luck retired before his prime. Luke Keekley retired before his prime. Calvin Johnson Jr. retired before his prime. There's a trend. Concussions. And mentally, it hurt them. You don't see them. You don't hear about them because they're in the background trying to make sure they're straight. Trying to keep their mind right because of all the I mean Luke Keekley retired before he really hit his prime and I guarantee Luke Keekley is a first round ballot hall of famer along with the other two but the toll you put on your body being an NFL player at any position it does not matter 
and the hits you take to your head takes life off of you. That's why some of these players you see at 35, 36, they have full gray hair. 35, 36 years old. That is the stress. That is the mental stress and physical stress that they put on their bodies day in and day out. And that's why you see them retire at such a young age. The NFL lifespan, and I mean NFL, I just mean playing years, used to be almost 10 years. You see most players play about 10 years. The new average is anywhere from four to six because players are retiring so early because they're they're mentally done. They're mentally checked out. I mean, JJ, look at JJ Watt. Key example, JJ Watt. He just played his last game for Arizona. A lot of injuries over the years. A lot of concussions. The dude is a dog, great defensive lineman. Physically, he still has another five years in the tank. Mentally, he's done. He was checked out. And it is sad to say. That is that is exactly why. A lot of them stay long enough to get that pension, to get that money long enough. That's why, it's why you see mental health so huge nowadays on every platform because... There's not, there's honestly not a lot of advocates out there for mental health. I like, like there's some in popular ones and some small ones, but I wish more people would vouch for mental health and you know bring it out there on a big wide spectrum. It's uh, it's incredible to watch, you know. And I call them kids. I know I'm 29. I'm still a kid in some people's eyes. Um, but it's incredible to watch some of the kids that are younger than me that are playing football, whether it be college or professional, and to see them retire before I do. And as far as meaning to see them retire at 28, 29, 30 years old. And it's not because they want to, but it's because they have to in a way. It's just, it's, it's concerning. And I know the NFL over the years has made changes to their helmets to try to make them more, you know, more absorbable of the hits, to less of the concussions. But I feel like there's been more concussions this year. Um, I feel like there's been more injuries this year than I have ever accounted for. And I don't know if that has to do with more of the field that they're playing on or, you know, some of the angles that these that they're getting hit at. Um, but I pray the NFL this offseason – gets better and i you know everybody that's gotten hurt so far this year are dealing with injury i continuously pray that they get better speed recovery and you know they can go out and still play they can go out and still do their thing they can go out and still be happy and you know play with a smile on their face like some of these people do um so i mean but we'll we'll, we'll see how things develop in the nfl and and ncaa because they they get new equipment too and we'll see if these injuries become less common um, obviously tearing your ACL and getting a concussion are going to be your top two. Friends, future son-in-law, Anila. Yes, Joshua Perry. Joshua Perry was one of my favorite linebackers at Ohio State. I love that kid. He was special. He was dynamite. Um, He got drafted. He looked good in the NFL. Concussions kill your career. They stop it wholeheartedly. They put your career in a halt. They make you relive everything. That's why Joshua Perry is on TV now for the Buckeye Network. I love Joshua Perry. Um, him and Darren Lee together were, was one of the best Buckeye linebacking fields we've had. I I love the kid. Um, a big Buckeye advocate. Um for, for, you know, mental health is Henry Miller. Um, and if you guys don't know who, who uh, Henry Miller is, he is a, a former offensive lineman from a couple years ago that announced that he was going to quit playing football due to mental health. Uh, and that was after one of the playoffs games where he was getting death threats. Um, he had some suicidal ideation, and he talks about all this all the time. Uh, suicidal ideations and everything, and... He is now a motivational speaker. He is now a mental health speaker. 
and he speaks wisdom. Um, wisdom wise beyond his years. Um, I love everything that Henry Miller has to say. Um, and I'm sorry his career ended the way it did. And I'm sorry for the things that he went through. Uh, he didn't deserve that. And that's another thing. For all you football fans out there, for all fans out there in general, these are kids that are playing this sport. Regardless if they're making money or not off of NIL deals, these are kids playing this sport. And at the end of the day, just because they lose a game does not mean anything. And I'm sorry if you bet money on it. And I'm sorry for how the game turned out. But if you're a fan and if you're a true fan of heart, we live to see another day. There's been plenty of Buckeye seasons where we haven't won every game. There's been plenty of the seasons where we fell way below we sh where we should have. So I'm reaching out to you. Football, basketball, every single sports nation out there. Do not reach out to players via social media. DM them any type of threats. Because how would you like if it was done to you? How would you like if you got continuous mail of death threats? How would you like if you got phone calls, text messages, and DMs all the time? It's going to mess you up. It's going to mess you up hard. So I'm reaching out. I'm going to let everybody know to just quit doing it. Exactly. The, these players are young. They're 18, 19, 20 years old. If they lose a game, so what? It'll be okay. Because at the end of the day, we're still a nation. We're still a team. We'll get it next time. We can't win every year. And yeah, Georgia won back-to-back. -back. Congratulations to the Bulldogs. Alabama's won multiple times. Congratulations to Alabama Crimson Tide. But Buckeye Nation, we've won a national title in the last 10 years. We've got to hell that glory. We've got to feel that glory. We will feel it again, and I promise that will happen. Nobody's paying attention to the Buckeye roster right now. A lot of our starters are returning. Only few have left. And again, today was the last day of announcements. That's it. So everybody that did not announce today, guess what? They're coming back. And we have a great new quarterback in Kyle McCord. The boy, him and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. won three state titles together. They got chemistry. So your new number one quarterback and your number one wide receiver have great chemistry already. And that's scary to say before the season is even re-upon us. So look out, Buckeye Nation. Relax. And that goes for every nation, every sports nation. Relax. Every year can't be your year. And it sucks. I get it. I wanted us to go and beat Georgia. But at the end of the day, look at the game. It was 41-42. to Hard-fought game. Play after play. Yes, there's questionable things that happen. Can't control it. Live to see another day. Ryan Day is no longer your play offensive play caller at Ohio State. Ryan Hartline got to your offensive coordinator and play caller. There's your new play caller. So, Buckeye Nation, calm down. Quit going players. Every nation, calm down. Quit going after these people. They are people too. Just because they put on pads, just because they put on a jersey, whatever. They are people at the end of the day, regardless of their celebrity status. They are people at the end of the day. They have lives outside of the sports that they want to live. Stay out of their DMs if it's anything negative. Because at the end of the day, how would you feel if it was you? How would you feel if it was your son or daughter? How would you feel if it was your grandson or granddaughter? How would you feel if somebody was talking to your mommy or daddy like that? Exactly. Come on. We don't, we don't need this in sports. I love sports way too much. Mental health is way too important. Do not come at these players like that. They, like I said, they're people at the end of the day. Let them be people. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Um, so, we got the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on right now. We got an exciting NFL game happening. Exciting. Um, a lot of... A lot of... Uh, 
a lot of impact this game has on right now. Uh, looks like your Cowboys are up six to nothing currently in the second quarter with thirteen thirty-one to go. Um, so we'll keep eyes on that game and how that develops and see who goes on. I, I agree. I agree with that, Noah. Um, but that's their money. If you're betting your money and you're losing, that's on you. These players ain't going to give you that money back. I mean, the, the, these players aren't the one losing you your money technically. I mean, technically in a way, yes. Technically in a way, no, though. You bet on them. You chose that bet. You chose, yes, I will bet on that. That's on you. Now you lost that money on yourself. Um, nevertheless, though, nevertheless, it will be okay. <laughs> we will live to see another sports day. We will play another sports down. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll put it as that. Uh, but the Cowboys game, man, this is this is I, I didn't think it would be this low scoring. I didn't think it was going to be six to nothing, you know, um, going into this we're into the second quarter right now. Um, you know, things can change in the next 13 minutes. You know, it's it's professional football. Things can happen. However, we'll see. Tom Brady can do Tom Brady things or will the Cowboys just dominate the game in overall? We'll see. I think they'll win. So stay tuned. But with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and cut the show here right now. It was great. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the questions. Thank you all so much. You guys again, week in and week out, you guys make this possible for me, and I appreciate all of you. I thank you all. Thank you all for showing up every week. My continuous same people and all my new people. Thank you for showing. Like, subscribe, share, follow on all social media, please. On all the Spitfire Save the Matches uh, social media. If you, if you could, please. It means more than you guys know. For me, you can find me on TikTok, James Clark 327 You can find me on Twitter. Instagram and Snapchat, jclark3030. You can find me on Facebook as my name, James Clark. Again, I thank you all so much. My DMs are always open for questions, comments, or concerns. Or if you have something you want me to put on the show, let me know. You can also reach my DJ, DJ Depoys, at that name on all social media. The guy behind the scenes, the man behind the mask, Salute. <laughs> um, that's my guy. That's my guy. Thank you all so much. This week on Spitfire Save the Matches Radio, we welcome another dope artist. Kelly Loves joins the show. You don't want to miss this artist. She is dope, she is talented, and she's definitely a writer, a poet, and all the above. Tune in this Tuesday, 8 p.m. on all social media. It goes down, baby. And let's not forget about Kay's Corner. If you need advice or help, Kay got you. Kay's Corner, each and every week. And, of course, don't forget about Doc Beasley. Dropping them gems on you. Spitfire Save the Matches every week.